This is where our story begins, and this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? It's Sunday night. That means it's time for Will of the Dice to present Strangers in a Stranger Land. I am Tear the DM. I'm the world's okayest DM. My pronouns are he, him, and I will be your guide this evening. Before we begin, some housekeeping and introductions. First and foremost, we are for mature audiences, so viewer discretion is advised. Uh, Alice. And to help if I'm not muted. Hi, everyone. We at Will of the Dice do not encourage the use of nicotine products such as cigarettes, cigars, and vaping. Nicotine is a harmful and addictive substance, and we want all of you out there to be happy and healthy. Though some of us may be users of such products, do as we say, not as we do. If you are looking to quit or trying to quit, we support you in that endeavor. Awesome. Uh, because it's being discussed in chat, I want to give a quick shout out to InSketched. They're the artists that did our character art. They do amazing work. Uh, you can find them at InSketched on the Twitterverse. And they will be at a CadeCon next week, which we will talk about more. But go ahead, Locke. Hi, gamers. I'm Locke Clark, and I'm here to talk to you about our musicians. Those lovely and talented people who make music for our show. They make the highs high and the lows low. They bring the whole thing together and they make the whole experience better for all of us. And tonight, those musicians are Kevin McLeod, Jeff Farber, Dwergar, and our very own Patrick Taylor. Thanks, Peculiar Patrick. Go ahead, Patrick. This program was made possible by contributions to our Patreon from viewers like you. Thank you. Should you like to contribute to our Patreon, please visit patreon.com forward slash W-O-T dice. There you will find more content such as After the Rolls, a show where we talk about the current seasons that are premiering on the Will of the Dice Twitch channel. We also have monthly merchandise drawings for our subscribers. Awesome. Now, do you want to meet us? There's a chance. Next weekend, starting on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, in Dayton, Ohio, is a CadeCon. Uh, you can come out. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing cast guidance uh, Friday evening. I'm running a game on Sunday. We'll be hanging around. We may even be doing karaoke. So come out, say hi. We've got tokens to give away for people that come up and say hi to us. It'll be a good time. So, yeah. I think that's all of our announcements. So let's get into introductions. Hi, everyone. I'm Kendall the Human, and I am brimming with positive energy today. I am a he, him, uh, and I am playing Reeve, the Minotaur fighter 
He is also a he, him. You can find me on X at Kendall's Dumb, also on Instagram and Blue Sky at Kendall the Human. Hi, everybody. This is Christina. She, her, the voice of Sid, he, him. Um, and Sid is a three-foot-tall tabaxi, all black. Um, he thinks he's the best bard. We know better. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. It sounds like porn. Um, at Tia Morska or you can find me on Blue Sky at Deli Kisses. Hey, everybody. I'm Ren Matley, she, her. Tonight, I'm going to be voicing Ray Laurie, also she, her. Ray Laurie is about a five and a half foot tall siren. She is elf-like in appearance with lightly shimmery, blue, pale blue skin, long black hair that's a little bit wavy, and deep blue eyes. Um, she currently has a tail because when she's submerged in water, she gets a tail. She won't have legs again until she's out and dry. You can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. Hi again, everyone. I'm Alice. She, her, the only one who dressed up tonight. Oh. Uh-oh. Who'd we lose? We lost Ren. We lost Ren. Oh, no. There she is. Oh, there's Ren. That's what happens when you dress up, Alice. <laughs> He scared it. <laughs> I, I scared the stream. Oh no! I didn't think my makeup was that spoopy. Sorry, I don't know what happened. Hi everyone. I'm Alice. She, her, the voice of Quinn. Also, she, her, the coyote Ardling, uh, who is very much not so happy to be in salt water because now she's got salt all in her fur again, and it's wet. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Cap and Cupcake. Hi, gamers. I'm still Lot Clark, despite my best efforts. And tonight, I, he, him, will be playing Merp von Merpington, a he, they. Uh, Merp is a uh, blue-gray ardling, but of the feline variety. Um, they are 5'10", um, and are garishly clad in purples, oranges, and yellows. They are a cleric of a new deity, um, the great and powerful Merp. No relation. And, um, yeah, you can find me all over the social medias, including Twitter, which is the only time it's okay to dead name something. Uh, at Lock Unruly, that's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick, a he they playing Aldoon Farthweather, a he him bard by choice. Aldun is six feet tall, green dragonborn. He's determined to become a council-funded musician, although that dream seems to be slowly fading away across the horizon as he is with this group. Um, he just hopes to make it back from the adventure alive. And you can find me on uh, Elon Musk's X at uh, Peculiar Patrick. Okay, right quick, I just want to say that Cat uh, thinks your makeup is awesome, Alice. Thank you. And I just didn't have the spoons to dress up, so I'm sorry you're the only one. Oh, back to things. You can find me at X, yeah, baby, uh, at tier underscore the underscore the DM, tier underscore the underscore DM, or on Blue Sky at tier the DM. Uh, as always, our safe word tonight is porcelain. If a scene or situation makes you feel uncomfortable and you wish for it to stop, please use the safe word. 
we will go to break, we will discuss, come to a resolution, and then resume the game, because I want you all to be happy and healthy as I make your lives a living hell. With that being said, are there any last requests? Not a face! Not, Not a word. Not a request, but I do find it very telling for you as a DM that we have had this safe word for three seasons and we've never used it once. That's my goal. So, let us begin, shall we? When last we left the party, they had found their way into the uh, Yukas ruins. There they had found the pool that Raylari had ventured into, mentally fighting to remain control of themselves. They redeemed the compass rose that goes with the compass that Sid has permanently attached to their wrist. Aldun noticed that there was a way out through the portal on the ceiling. The party taking this portal found themselves in the Thimera Sea, in the southern part of Istrazilion, seeing the uh, southern isle, the large 100, 200-foot tall statues in the distance confirming their location they are in the middle of the sea one of them has a mermaid tail the sun is high in the sky as it is the day is growing what would you like to do i'd say swim to shore head towards uh, land yeah, Merp's going to look around and make sure everyone made it up. Everyone did make it up. Uh, knowing the landscape, you can guess you're about four or five days away from shore. The statues are gigantic, and you can see them in the distance as small figures. Tormwall must go out further than we assumed. I know uh, I'm all right in the water, but the rest of you I'm concerned for. Jace is um his problem. I will um I will get high and look for um something closer, perhaps, and Merp will cast fly and pop up out of the water. And as You'll soon as they are to the rope. Oh no, I will, I will <laughs> I will untie myself as soon as I realize that. Uh, and then once I'm out and sort of above everyone, uh, I will, I will cat shake to get as much of the wet off of me as possible. And then I'm going to go up and see what I can spot from on high to see if there's anything near us. Give me a perception check, Merp. Quinn's ears at the moment are just pinned back while she's whining because sad coyote noises. Are you alright, dear? Do you need help? We're gonna die. Oh, don't be ridiculous. We're not going to allow that to happen. Uh, that is a 19, dear. 
you see heading in the direction of you and your companions a large three-mast ship. The wood is a beautiful red stained. The sails are brilliantly white trimmed in gold. It flies the Istrazilian flag and in big bold letters that you can just see it says Black Dahlia. Um, Merp will fly back down to the others, hovering just above the water. Um, Jace, there's boat. It, uh, it come this way. We should be all right. I will, um, uh, eeny, meeny, miny. Uh, I'm going to reach down and touch Reeve's horn and cast light. I will make beacon and now they can find. I am admittedly a bit wary of sailors. They don't usually take well to my kind. But we need to get all of you to safety. Don't, hey, when we get there then, uh, let me do the talking about, like, what you are then. I'm, I got this. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. I'll just convince them that you're a mermaid instead of a siren. I'm not sure how much better that will be, but I mean, you it know, might be worth a try. Less stigma, I guess. You hear a siren, you're like, oh, they're going to drag me to the depths and drown me. But you hear a mermaid, you're like, oh, they'll probably like trade me some she sails and tell me about the fish that live there and maybe sing me a song about wanting to be part of my world or something. I don't know. Reeves just like, where's that light coming from? You will all audibly hear the sound of chain running along metal as the anchors are dropped. The Black Dahlia skimming close to you, but stopping before impact and disaster. A voice will carry from over the rail. Ahoy! Ahoy! Ahoy, ahoy! Greetings. Hello. How did you all get out here? I don't see any debris. Would you believe a magical portal transported us here? Sure. Then we'll go with that. Uh, Do y'all want help or? Yeah. Would you mind yes, if we please. came aboard or yeah, aboard? They will drop a rope ladder with wooden railings down into the water. Uh, hmm. Quinn is immediately swimming for it to start climbing up. So maybe Reeve should get up and then we kind of help Rolari into Reeve's arms? I was thinking more along the lines of Bray Lari could hold onto the edge of the uh Reeve could just pull the rope up and that sort of thing. At the moment Raylari is staying quiet and as low in the water as she can. I was more afraid of her 
hitting the sides if you did that. And I thought if he carries her up, then she could start drying a little bit and maybe get wrapped in a cloak. It might make her be more comfortable. At least I get my top on this time. Right. I'll do this look to Raylari. What do you want to do? Plan A, being dragged up the side of the ship. Plan B, being carried by a big, muscly reeve. I'm fine with either, honestly. I'm just a bit nervous about the sailors. Just like, yeah, we got okay. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good. So uh, Reeves got the. He'll have like one hand on the rope ladder, and then he'll undo his cloak of protection. He's all right. So bring your like fish knees to your chest, and then we wrap this in you and make like you're injured or something, so that no tail's visible. And then once you're dry, you have legs again, and, you know, no one knows, right? I suppose it's worth a try. Okay. It's going to be a bit awkward because it's so wet. All right. Knees to chest, and, y yep, just someone help us bind Raylari in this so it looks like she's just a poor, injured, innocent person with regular legs. I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and, okay. And oh, that's a tail in my face. Okay. Uh, nope. That goes into the thing. Got it. Perfect. Okay. And then okay. And that's tied off. Now just put your arms around my 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 neck or whatever, and then I climb up. He'll reach up and hold on to Reeve. Give me an athletics check, Reeve. Guidance. So you can add a D4 to it. Uh, 17. It is a little bit of a struggle, just the awkwardness of having someone on your back. But you make it up and over the rail. I, I think it'll be right behind them coming up. Thank you, kind sailors. Uh, we've got a a, a lady who's a bit injured. Is there a place I can just, just, just put her down for a bit? Well, I reckon right where you're standing is a good spot. Reeve's still standing in front of the rope ladder, so he's just like, uh... Well, turn around first, mate. Turn <laughs> oh, around oh, first. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, yep. But I feel like people are going to want to get on this ship. Uh, 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 uh. Then take some steps forward, mate. It's not rocket science. But you said where you're standing. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> take a few steps forward and just gently lay Raylari down. Thank you, Reeve. Okay. Aldoon, you're next over the top. Oh, thank you again. Uh, um... What is the the who is the captain here? I'm assuming you. Oh no, no, I'm just a mate. Captain will be up shortly. Oh, he was perfect. checking cargo. Uh, what are you hauling, if I may ask? Well, we got some supplies to go to uh, Southern uh, Theomir, but mostly we got people. We're a luxury cruise vessel. Oh, cheers. Lucky for us. 
says Merp as Merp just sort of touches down on the deck and lightly walks across the boards. Sid's going to look at Quinn. Lady first? Oh, Quinn already went up. Oh, okay. As soon as the rope ladder got dropped down, she immediately <laughs> swam for it and climbed. Oh, that's right. You went. I guess it's just me. All right, he'll start climbing up. Everyone give me a perception check as you settle in to being aboard this ship. Eldon. 16. Merp. 20 deuce. Quinn. You said perception? Yes. 22. Ray Laurie. I think Ray Laurie is too nervous right now to really pay attention to a lot of things other than just the sailors she's intently watching, because I rolled a six. Sid? Uh, 14. And Reeve? Uh, that's a very damp 20. So, all of you except for Ray Laurie will notice the state of opulence that this ship is the wood is beautifully polished it is uh engraved and embossed and gilded in gold leaf uh the uh helm being visible from where you are the actual helm itself is in jeweled bejeweled and sparkling in the sunlight uh all of the crew are dressed in fine uh, silkenry. It is very much a luxurious craft. Damn. You really are a luxury liner, aren't you? Do you uh, think there's somewhere that we could clean up a bit? I think we kind of look a little bit bedraggled for the rest of your guests to interact with. Well, we can give you rooms. It'll cost a lot of you 50 gold. Much handle. Okay. No, no, just 50 gold. Oh, okay. Whew. And Merp will take out 50 gold. All right. I'll let the captain know that you've paid your fare. And we'll be in South Tremere in just a, a few days. Uh, follow me and I will take you to your rooms. Uh, <clears throat> do they have towels on ships? Sorry if that's a dumb question, but I'm not very smart. Yeah, yeah they got, we got, we have towels. Okay. Why, why don't you uh, uh, assist? Rilari, since her ankle is hurting so, why don't you oh, carry her? Yes, and... yes, yes, yep, yep. Okay. Come here, po poor ankle hurt lady. Ah. Rilari, yes. roll a d100. Oh, no. <laughs> 35? I'll make a note of that.
Yes, thank you, Reeve. It is just terribly hard to walk at the moment. She'll, uh, she'll hold on tight to Reeve. The mate will take you to the fourth deck. There is a suite of rooms. They are all interconnected. They are not the grandest rooms, but for the accommodations that you all are normally used to, that being uh, Sid's Uncle Ichabod's house, they are uh, very, very luxurious. They are large canopy beds. They are a magic bathtub with the red and blue crystals to call and dismiss the water. There is a, a silver tray with a silver cloche that has a blue stone sitting next to the cloche. Uh, this is, uh, each one has a small balcony looking out over the sea. This is opulent. Well, I don't know about all of y'all, but I'm gonna go take a magic bath and get all of this salt water off of my scales. Um, and then we meet back in one of the rooms. All of the rooms. My room. Say half hour, hour. How long you guys think you're going to need to get dry slash clean slash comfortable again? Um, half an hour seems seems fine to Mark. Yes, it uh, seems reasonable. Thirty minutes. Yes. Perfect. Forty-five at least. Cool. We'll just we'll just meet back at my room. Just knock on the door and wait for me to tell you to come in in about thirty minutes. 45 if you need the extra bit to fluff out your fur. And I'll do to close the door to his room and make sure the other doors are closed so nobody else can get into his room from interconnectedness and they'll shower, bathe, get comfortable. Merp will offer to help Raylari uh, get dry. Oh, I'll be alright with just a towel. No one needs to fuss over me. Maybe you're a chore. I'm certain. It's not my first time. No, but these, um... Situation is, how say, um, precarious. And, um, the faster you is, um... Have legs again, the better off we all are, yes? Do you have a way to get me dry on my magic? Um... Not really. I mean, I don't think... Um... Then unfortunately getting out of my wet things and taking a towel to my tail is really my best option. Um... I'm just double-checking. I mean, I can make the fire burn a bit brighter and uh, warmer, maybe. I'll be alright, but thank you, Map. Uh, you are welcome. It is, um, uh, we take care of each other, yes? 
Yes. Murp is happy to help. In that case, Murp is going to go and um, deal with Murp. Yes, go, get, go dry your fur. Yeah, and um, yep, just bring the cloak back to me when you're dry. To, yes, yeah. if you if you uh, just uh, set me down in my room, I, I would be happy to. Oh, yes, which one's yours? Uh, any, I except the one as Aldun is in, of course. Okay. So find the next just, available room. Just carefully took them in. On the floor, the bed. Uh... On the floor. I'm awfully wet right now. Okay. Down on the floor. Thank you, Reeve. Okay. Now, I am going to go... Well, I'll also try, but maybe try to get salt water out of this chainmail, because rust is a thing, and it would be bad. Anyway, uh, see you in 45 minutes. Thank you, my dear. And Reeve will go find a room. When she's alone and the doors are shut, she'll pull off all the wet things and start drying off the best she can. Quinn's gone to take a bath as well, but on her balcony, she's got a she set up a string with her clothes on it. Like she tied one end of it, ran the string through her clothing so that they can't fly away tied it to the other end of the balcony so that they can get all breezy and dry. Then she's gonna bathe. Sid? It, Sid's gonna, yeah, take off his clothes and run a little bath and try to get some of the salt water out. But... Time will move forward as time does. You all will find yourselves clean, free of salt, and in dry clothing. Uh, once she has her legs and has dry clothing again, she will. Rilari will carefully fold up Reeve's cloak and headed to where they were supposed to meet. Quinn will be waiting outside Eldun's door, looking a little bit poofier than normal, but it'll go away. Knock, 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 Mr. Aldun's. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Come on in. I was, uh, may have fallen asleep for about five minutes, but it's fine. We're awake. We're here. We're present. Is everyone here? Yeah, at the Is last second, there? at the last second, Sid's going to come through the door. He's definitely poofier than he normally is. And he's just kind of glaring at Eldun, like daring him to say anything. Uh, oh, yes. hey, we match. Okay. Everyone, you all look so much more comfortable. Uh, so we're on a luxury liner now. Uh, what do we want to do, gang? He said a few days until we got to a port, right? Yeah. Jace. 
Well, I personally want to go to the buffet, and no one has to go with me. Oh, food is definitely... That's that's number one. Raid buffet. That is now on the thing. Okay, so we got buffet. We got... I'm assuming just overall chill and uh, enjoy not having to be on an adventure for a little bit. Um, so, but also, yeah. Question. Um, does this, and he's going to hold, Sid's going to hold up the compass. Should I make it look cheaper or more expensive? Perhaps you should simply cover it, my dear. I meant in case it came out of my clothes. I can, I can change the, the value, make it kind of look like non-magical if I have to, but I need to know which direction. I would be really weary about changing anything, the value of something like that. I'd be afraid of losing your arm. I mean, you're welcome to try it and lose your arm, but if I were me, I wouldn't want to lose my arm in the process. Is losing your arm an option? My arm or your arm? Because those yours, are two. Yours, yours. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. I mean, no. I have two if you want to borrow one. <laughs> That's know, very we... sweet. It's astounding observation, and I will, it may hopefully never need to take you up on that. So, uh,. This place we're going on this ship that very luckily found us, is that the where we're supposed to be going? Like compassy great quest. Just does Sid recognize situation? the name of the city? Uh the name of the, the, the city is South Point. It is the southernmost city in Istrazilion. It is next to uh Ueka, the uh water temple that had fallen into the water. Okay. And the compass is pointing in the direction that the ship is moving. Oh, oh yeah. Like, the magic in the compass is totally working. We're going exactly where we're supposed to go. It is at this moment you all will hear a loud crash and feel the shake of the ship shaking. Oh, shit. Am I all right with these, um... Let's go check these out, yeah? Quinn's gonna just groan and let half of her body go loose. Why is everything going wrong? It's his fault. It's, it's gonna point to El Dude. He's the one who said, take a break from the adventure. You know that's like cursing us. Uh, Reeves putting the cloak of protection back on when he heard a crash. And quick question, did we, while bathing and drying out and stuff, did that count as a short rest? Yes, that counts as a short rest. Good question. Thank you. Accompanied by the noise and the feeling of the shake, you will now hear yelling. It is Ugh. paint, but with the balconies being as they are, 
the noise is traveling to the room. I don't think that's a good yell. Uh, Murph is, is running to get out on deck and see what's going on. Yeah, Rave's making a beeline. Beeline? Okay. Beeline. Aldun will grab his short bow, the air, some arrows, and uh, will head behind everyone else. As you all, as you all reach the upper deck, up on the uh, the ship, you will see that one of the masts, the fir the foremost towards the front, has broken and fallen into the other two. The ship is at a dead standstill. Oh, what is what is happened? What caused that? Not sure. People uh, are scrambling. The captain has emerged and giving orders. Uh, they, the captain will see you all and uh, hold a hand up. It'll be all right. Things happen at sea. Uh, do, do you want help? I've, we, I'm, I'm strong. Uh, are you a sailor? Do you know the ways of a boat or a ship? Uh, they're made of wood. Uh, that tells me all I need to know, lad. Just, uh, just uh, stand back and and it, it may take a day or two. Uh, we'll be glad to comp you uh, uh, a free voyage on our next on our next trip. Uh, we're sorry for the inconvenience. Altoon's just gonna turn and look at everybody, and be like, "Now we have an extra day." Do not say, do not say it. You're thinking it. I can see it on your face, Aldo. Do not say it. You will jinx us more. How is um, this a jinx? It's not like I, we're racing I, anyone. It's not a race. Do, do, but there are people oh, what? behind we're us. The, we're in the middle part? of the ocean. Where are they going to get to us? Stop saying things. You, you really must not tempt the fates. Don't tempt anything. You make your own luck. Nice. Um, I, I know I'm not a ship person, but is anyone here like better with, you know, general woodwork or something than I am? Because that mast looked like it was like blown over by the wind or like maybe cut or something like. Yeah, I, I Merp does want to take a look at the, um, at the mast and try and get a sense for with the bodies and stuff it will be damn near impossible to get close to the mast at this time actually I have a better Merp's gonna move away from people find a, a small nook somewhere um, and is going to take out um, uh, the uh, their augury supplies and and cast um, and ask if uh, if the the mast falling is an ill omen. It is unclear. Mer 
snatches back up the pile of mouse bones and puts them back into their pouch. It is at this moment that I need everyone but Ray Laurie to earmuff. Secrets. Yeah. Ray Laurie. You feel something. It, it's it's more of a almost as a sixth sense stirring in you, but something is making you uncomfortable. Odd. Like that that general feeling of dread or like something's wrong. Or yes. Yes. Something's off. She's going to, as casually as she can, just kind of look around at the crowd, at the people, at what's going on. See if she notices anything that seems off. Give me a perception check. Because she, she has spent time on boats and around ships. Fifteen? Everything, it, while it's a chaotic mess as people are running to and fro, assessing the damage of the, the masts and uh, attempting to uh, secure to keep anything else from the mast from falling further and damaging the actual ship, nothing seems out of place. Given that she's in an environment where she's not exactly comfortable with all the people around and there's a lot of water and just this general feeling, she is going to probably ask the others at this point to take her back downstairs. Okay. Can I bring the others back? Yes. Welcome back. Reeve, dear. Yeah. Could you, or someone, could you escort me back downstairs? I, I just have this feeling something is not right, and I'm not comfortable out here. Uh, yeah, okay, we can go downstairs. I'm good at that. I'm going to hang on to you. You told the sailors earlier I had an injured ankle. I oh, don't yeah. want too many questions. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just, just. Act like you're limping. Um, so she will also go with. Ray Larry will hold on to Reeve's arm and just limp a little bit. Give me a performance check or deception, okay. whichever. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's a, it's a plus three either way, so. Oh, that is not very good. <laughs> 12. Let me make a note of that. Sid wants to see if he can spot somewhere kind of out of the way and maybe a little shadowy that he can just make himself really small and observe things. Okay. You mean an investigation check? Twenty-one. The stairwell going up to the helm. There's room under there. 
that Sid's small stature could definitely fit within. Okay. Um, yeah, he's going to climb under there and just kind of watch things. He's not sure what's going on, but he feels a little uneasy. Okay. Quinn, you said you were going downstairs with Raylari and Reeve? Yep. Is anyone else venturing downstairs? Yeah, I think Murp's going to hang out on deck. And Aldun, you're going downstairs? Yes, sir. Okay. I need those that are going downstairs to please make an intelligence saving throw. Aldun. Eleven. Quinn. Seventeen. Ray Laurie. Seven. My dice are not being friendly tonight. And Reeve. Fifteen. Aldun and Ray Laurie. You all will hear something. A moaning wail. You two, and you two alone, will see a specter appear in the hallway. A woman clad in a beautiful blue satin dress, their hair waving as if they were underwater, their arms outstretched. And then it will fade. Um, what the fuck? Typical stereo that, that stereotypical like teenage girl reaction. She's already holding on to Reeves, so she's gonna like hold tighter and scream a little. Right, what, what happened? Huh? You didn't see it. See what? Wait, you saw it? It was right there. How could I not? Okay, cool. I know. Okay. Um. So. It was a ghost. Yeah, uh, was a woman. Gary hair, flowy dress. Those aren't real. Would you say the same uh, of mermaids and sirens? Well, of course not. I know better than that. Pretty sure dresses are real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Reeve what? dresses are real. Good, good. That's Wait, where was it? It was just there in the hallway. Literally right in front of us. Did not see it. Neither of you saw it. Maybe you eat some bad food. We haven't even eaten yet. Maybe it's sea madness. I don't know. I've been at sea the majority of my life. That's already gotten to you. Have, you. have you seen ghosts in dresses a lot while at sea? I've never seen a ghost before. Because they're not real. 
I can't. I, I I almost want that ghost to come out and be standing right behind you, just so you turn around and see it. Ooh, I wish that would happen. Grave looks behind him. You see a man in a top hat, fine silken clothing, and a walking cane walk through Quinn. Quinn, your blood chills. You get instantly cold. You can see your breath as you see a specter walk through you, take three steps into the hallway, and vanish. Okay, she's going to scream. And start rubbing her fur, trying to warm herself back up. Uh... See? What do you say now? The... It's, it's probably just, just ma magic of some kind. Ghosts aren't real. It's an illusion. Should we go Hello? to the others or go to our rooms? I'm not certain at this point. She's holding very tight to Reeve's arm. If there are any ghosts listening, hello. My name is Reeve. I don't want to be rude, but you're kind of scaring us. Oh, Reeve? I heard screaming. Is everything okay? Oh, it's, Have you had ghosts me. on this ship before? No. But you never know what you'll encounter at sea. Ooh. So you've encountered ghosts before? Or uh, the ooh. You had me at... You hadn't thrown one, but then you threw the ooh part in, and now it makes me think that you have encountered ghosts before. No, no. I was just having a spot of fun. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Captain Alfred Gilden. I understand you're part of the party that we picked up out at sea. Magic portal or some such. Ah, uh, yes, yes. We are they. Or, well, some of us are they. The others are around. Well, Johnson says you paid your fare, so please enjoy your stay aboard the Black Dahlia. All of our luxuries and amenities are at your disposal. Ooh. Is there a buffet? There is in the mess hall. Good. Thank you. Now Jesus. traveling above deck. Sid, you will hear a voice. What you doing, mister? Sid's gonna look around for the voice. You will see a young man, about 11 years old, wearing the typical flat cap, the white shirt, the short, the, the shorts, knee-high socks. Shoe shine! Uh, no, no, what, what boots? Just trying to figure out what happened. I found if you're quiet, sometimes people say things they wouldn't tell you otherwise. Well, this ship's cursed. What kind of curse? The kind that leaves you dead. 
Their eyes will glow as their hair becomes snakes reaching out for you, and then they vanish. Hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, I'm glad I didn't get my shoes shined. Um, Sid's <laughs> gonna try to see if he can get back out without anyone else noticing him and then casually look for Merp. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Ooh, that 20. 26. You, as silent as death and as cling to the shadows as if they were wrapping their embrace around you, you make your way to Merp. Um, using message... Sid's going to point at Merp. It says, you point your finger towards the crease for Wayne and whisper a message. And he's going to be like, Merp, I need to talk to you. It's really important and kind of scary. Okay, Merp has just been sort of mingling amongst the other passengers, listening to what they've been saying about the mask breaking and seeing if he picks up on anything um, among the, 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 the gathering of people on the deck. Give me a perception check. That is a 16 plus perception is 7, so 23. Most people are excited by the fact that they get a free voyage out of this ordeal and that they will get an extra day or two to lavish in the lap of luxury. And then when Merp gets the message, Merp will turn and pad over to Sid. Jace, what is, um, what is the scaries? Um, so, um, I found out that this, uh, ship is cursed, and I kind of found out from, like, this creepy-looking uh, well, he wasn't creepy at first. It was like a normal-looking kid that wanted to sign my shoes, but then he turned into this like evil monster thing with like snaky hair that tried to eat me, and then he disappeared. Um, so we're in a cursed ship. Because a um, a spooky a spooky boy told you that we are on cursed ship, yes? Yes. With snaky hair. Yes. Okay. I believe you. We should maybe go find the other. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I gave us all the zoomies, so I can't, um, don't have anything directly for, for, for ghosties right now, but, um, you know, if I get the night's sleep, perhaps there is something I can do. Um, food might be good, too, but maybe yes. safety in numbers. Do we want to try to grab food on the way down? No, and then... I think... Let's get, get to everybody first and go. I hear there is Quinn keeps saying buffet, and I I think that perhaps we should all go to go to the buffet and um, hope the food yeah. doesn't eat us. That sounds no, like a no, good no. plan. It's it's fine. Everyone, we make a rule. I tell you when we get down. Oh yeah, you do the thingy with the food first, right? Yes, you get get your plate. Everyone bring plate to Merp. 
Marp, take all plates at once, make food clean, and then we eat. Yes? Okay, okay. Is rule. So Sid and Merp will head downstairs. And Merp stops and ponders for a second as they're walking. The fact that... Yeah, because when Sid said that they offered to shine his shoes, Merp's first thought was, but we are cats, why would we wear shoes? And then looked down and realized that Sid's wearing boots and was like, oh, you have shoes. Weird. Merp is just barefoot. Would they be catching up to us in the hallway? Yes. The captain oh. has taken his leave at this point as well. Oh, hello, there's you is. Wait, prove you're not a ghost. Oh, you saw one too. We Did you have snake hair? No, mine was wearing a hat. I mean, mine had a hat at first. Keep telling you ghosts aren't real. This has to be some kind of weird magic. Oh no, uh, ghosts, ghosts are very real. And the ship is cursed. How do you know the ship is cursed? Well, the shoeshine boy that turned into a ghost told me, obviously. Wait, he died right in front of you? No, his hair tried to eat me. Then he was already a ghost. But he didn't look like a boat. He looked like a shoe shovel. We had a conversation. Anyways, he told me the ship is cursed. And then he said, and tried to eat me. Strange. That sounds not like something the captain said. The captain said, too? No, he's no, he like, <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe the captain's a ghost. Um, it is, I mean, possible. All of the, um, all of the people on deck seem very excited about the, us not moving. They like the idea of an extra day or two and about getting a free ride next time. Yeah, I can't blame them. It's a good deal. So... Coco Sonic did not move. I, I mean, maybe if you're paying this much for it, you want to enjoy the amenities for as long as possible. It's an extra day of vacation. All right. So, um, but the, yes, Quinn, spirits very real. I can, I can actually summon some. Like, let, 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 let's not do that. We have enough. Spirits, not ghosts. But spirits are ghosts are spirits. They just they're walking around under not under controls. They have unfinished business or whatever. So I should have let him shine my shoes? I mean, maybe. You're wearing shoes. Who am I to say? I'm wearing boots. There's a difference. Okay. Sure. Quinn will, finally, Quinn will finally look down at Merp's feet. As you look down at Merp's feet, <laughs> Quinn, the floorboards look rotted and decayed with gaping holes peering into the ocean. Uh, guys? Yes, what? I don't wear shoes. What? And Rolari. 
Not not the the shoes. What what? Reeve looks down. Normal to Reeve. Yeah, just feet. I've seen them before. Merp looks down at their toes, lifts a paw, wiggles their murder claws, and then puts the foot back down. What? Sid is going to jump at Merp's foot after he wiggles it and puts it down. He's going to, like, jump at it. Oh, Merp, sorry. Merp, Merp pulls it back really quickly. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Gives a little bap on top of the head. Sorry. Sorry. I couldn't control myself. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. What is it, Quinn? What? I get the feeling that something's not right with this ship in a very particular way. It's cursed! I told you it's cursed! Perhaps we should find somewhere other than the hallway to talk. Perhaps I don't... we are just tired, need some tea or something. I don't think we should eat at the buffet. This sounds like a good plan. But you've been a whole buffet, buffet, buffet. I know, but... It... If what I think is going on is what's actually going on, then we should not. I mean, it's, it's fine. I can... Um, the rule for buffet, everyone, is you get your plate, and then we bring all plates together, and I bless all of them. To make them good. And then we can eat the food. Does that work on rotting food? It will purify. It will not be harmful to you. Man, I mean, rotting food would not taste good, but it, it, it would not hurt you. It would be pure. Okay. Okay. Let's... The, as the hallway has become now our new meeting place, let us put this to a vote. Who is in favor? Because I'd like to put in the motion of not staying on this cursed ship and possibly finding a way off of it. Maybe there's a dinghy or something that we can uh, borrow to get off of this ship. So, all in favor of staying on this cursed ship and finding the buffet using the Merp method of eating food. I would be quite concerned about being out in the water again with all of you. Again, I am fine if I fall in the water. The rest of you might drown. So, water and we don't know. It looks like a lot of days till we get to land. Cursed ship that is now not moving. So who knows if we're going to even survive to get to land. I'm in support of... Fashioning some sort of raft or finding a lifeboat. Lifeboat. There are no ghosts on lifeboats. It's in the name. <laughs> you know, Reeve? That's not for once, but... You know, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. You don't yeah, get very I... many of them, but you get this one. I feel like there's a flaw in that logic, but I can't find it right now. So, yeah, giving you that one, too. Perhaps we should keep that as a backup plan. While we figure out exactly what it is that is going on. It could simply be something messing with our minds and making us see things. 
Oh, so now you're on the ghosts aren't real train. No, it's not what I said. I do believe ghosts are quite real, and they do frighten me quite a bit. However, there could be something else going on. Let's go back to go get our stuff at the very least. I'm kind of only carrying my bow and some arrows. I was kind of prepared to go fight off some sea monster or something. With a bow and arrow. That is adorable. Yeah. What else would I fight it off with? Words? Uh, har harpoon? Cannonballs! Remind me to tell you one, one time about the story I heard about cannonballs. Now is not the time. Okay, everyone get stuff. Meet back in Altoon's room. Very yep, yep. well. Okay. We'll make our way down, back down to our rooms and get our things. You all meet in Aldoon's room? Yes, sir. As you all come together in Aldoon's chambers, there will be a knock upon the door. Um, who is it? Captain Gilden. Oh, uh, good eve, good whatever time of the day it is to you, Captain. What good can I do for afternoon. you? afternoon. I would like to come in and speak with you. Oh, um, I'm indecent at the moment. Can we talk through the door? I'm afraid that I will have to take liberty as captain of this ship and enter. Your indecency will not offend me if it does not offend you. Uh, give me like two seconds. <laughs> like rustle some papers and like move some stuff like he's like pretending to get ready. Uh, we're good now. I mean, I'm good now. I mean, we're all good here. You can enter. The door will open. The captain will come in and shut the door behind them. I'm afraid I have to ask some serious questions. I see. Well, we are we are a bunch of serious adventurers, so lay on. Are you all members of the Far Tri Far Tri Far Tide Trading Company? No. Never heard of it. What is that? It is a competitor. It looks as if our masts were sabotaged. How could we have sabotaged your mast? Very carefully. Wish I was stuck. But I, no, I... You, you watched us come aboard. You watched us go to rooms. And we came out I'm dry just, when we heard noise. Jace? I'm just asking. I, no. I am just telling. No, we were... Um, uh, what was that job title again? Rune Carvers? We're on furlough. We're on furlough from one of the excavation sites. You know, we're just enjoying a couple days trip. You look like uh, adventurers. Why, yes, we are. We were sort of on an adventure, and then a portal happened. 
because we became adventurers after we decided we decided to become adventurers when we were on furlough and that is the story yep give me a deception check with <laughs> advantage because it's peppered with truth uh yes deception with i truth. feel like that should have been disadvantaged because of that delivery but all right <laughs> Uh, yes, we love it. Um, okay, so that cannot be lower than a 10. So this is a 21. Maybe it is fortune that brought you our way. Would you be willing to investigate and see if you can suss out the saboteur? I'm pretty sure I already know who it is, yes. They will be wary of us, but you mingling... You wait, you know who it is. Who is it? A little shoeshine boy who has snakes for hair. No, 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 that he just told me about the curse. What we need is who gave you the curse? There's I'd say curse? it's whoever's making ghosts appear. Ghosts? Y'all have been at sea too long. Look, no, we've, we've just been at sea for today. Look, look. I, I, your your wild, fanciful imaginations are impressive, but I'm asking if you can find the actual saboteur. Yes, but didn't you, before you were like, strange things happen at sea, Woo, and now you're like, no, curses aren't real. I was what? Didn't you... Weren't we talking in the hall like 10 minutes ago and you were like, strange things happen at sea? No. Oh, well, then we solved it. You are the saboteur. No, I don't believe that is what it is, Meb. Captain, are you telling us you did not speak with us in the hallway not but ten minutes ago? No, I've been directing my men to try to mitigate the damage to make sure no further happens. And trying to quell the... Uh, the... Uh, um... He seems very shaken. The passengers. I am sorry to say it, but we might have to consider the possibility that your saboteur is a shapeshifter of some sort. Because someone Wait. who looked and sounded exactly like you spoke to us not but ten minutes ago in the hall. Did Wait a minute. What did you say? You were trying to quell the passengers? Some of them were upset. Most of them seemed to delight in the fact that they were going to have uh, three days aboard the ship, but there were a few that came to me personally. Oh, to, all right. I was uh, going to say, that is not the impression I got on deck, but if it was just a few personal, so I can buy that. Maybe you're another suspect. Did, does Sid remember seeing the captain moving around in the people? Sure. Okay. Well... I have to say, one, thank you for comping us on our journey in the sense of giving us another trip at some point. Hopefully your ship is going to be uh, repaired uh, quickly. Uh, we are the method of perhaps uh, paying us for finding this uh, saboteur. Perhaps we could come to an agreement of another voyage. 
Look, you find out who the saboteur is, and you can board this ship anytime you want. I do like the sound of these. The I know it's cursed. But uh, yeah, it's cursed. cursed. Something's going on. All right. To the to the, to the mast. Let's start with the mast. Let's I investigate. Like at least one person to go with me to the cargo hold. Go with okay. you to the cargo hold. If there is even a small chance that we are dealing with someone who can assume others' forms, perhaps we should stay together. That is actually a good point. So let's go check the mast first, and then we go cargo hold all together. Wasn't there a crowd of people up by the mast, though? All right, Where cargo hold first, then mast. Then buffet. Then buffets. Jeez. Hmm. But what if it's eyeballs and rotting stuff because of the curse? You want to be able to tell? It, it's fine. I make it pure. Eyeballs are very tasty. You underestimate. Pure eyeballs. Oh, are we going to have the whole conversation about eyeballs stew again? Perhaps. It has been an honor to be saved by you and to be uh, given this task to uh, help you. Uh, if you please give me and my group some time, uh, we will come to you when we find the suspects. Excellent. And please try to be subtle. Subtlety's our middle name. <laughs> give a thumbs up. I don't have a middle name. Ah, God's help me. The captain will nod and leave. I have always found it interesting that land folk tend to have more than one name. I don't. I'm just Reef. I think it depends on the the culture. Like we have a family name and then we have our individual names. And then we have the name they call us. I guess that is a lot of names. It's no not as many name. as the gnomes. No family name, just Reeve. No, just Reeve. I'm just Relari. No. She'll she'll kind of giggle and give you a wink. And I'm just Quinn. Well, look, you three have a family name right there, just. All right, then. So we are going to the cargo hold, and then we are going topside to the mast. Is that correct? Yes. Jeez. Should we Just get separated, be sure to... And you encounter someone who looks like one of us, but is acting weird. Be sure to question it. Ooh. We should come up with a secret phrase that only the six of us know. I am not a ghost. Oh, well, no. so I'm going to write it down on the scrap of paper. And then we're going to each of us, without saying it out loud, is going to read the scrap of paper. And then you're going to hand the piece of paper back to me so I can eat the piece of paper. And therefore, it hasn't been said out loud. And only you have seen it. Therefore, only you will have be able to know what is on the piece of paper. And nobody will be able to, like... How do we know if everybody else said the same thing on their paper? 
it's the same piece of paper. I'm going to, I'm literally taking one piece of paper and, and writing it down and then I'm going to fold it and then I'm going to hand it to Reeve and then Reeve's going to hand it to Raylari. Raylari's going to hand it to you. You're going to hand it to Merp. Merp's going to hand it to Quinn and Quinn's going to hand it back to me. Okay, but why are you eating it? it instead of burning it? We're on a ship. Why would I assume that we have a fire? You're muted, Merp. I will be last in line. I will go after Queen, and then I will take care of paper. Chase? Okay. But I could just eat it if I'm last. Are you that hungry? Do you really I'm want not, to eat paper? I'm not going to eat. What are you going to do with it? Just, just, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah right, but... Paper, paper, give oh, me words. All right, here it is. Oh, so I'm going to do something. I'm going to earmuff. Oh. Okay. All right, we can talk about him now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's set this He's ship on fire. You're such a bastard. I love calling you that. You can't hear. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't tell him. Do not tell him that he got a bastard while he was. While he was... Okay, okay, Patrick. Okay. What's the okay. phrase? But, the phrase is, I am not a ghost. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Really? All right, I'm going to tell him he can come back. Yeah. You all ready? What, what about, I ain't afraid of no ghost? No, okay. no, no. I realized that I wasn't producing. I could have just earmuffed and saved myself the trouble of the earbuds. <laughs> All right, so the paper goes around the circle. Everyone reads the thing. It comes to Merp, and then Merp is going to use thaumaturgy to ignite this, the piece of paper and make it go away. Okay. There, see? Poof, gone. Like a flash. Flash? Flesh. Yes, his his phrase, Jess. Gone gone like flesh. Oof. Do you mean a flash? That's what I said. I heard flesh like what's under your fur. No 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 I did not say flesh. I said flesh. To the cargo hold! <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen with your ears better. Why you have the Next. big pointy ears if you're not going to listen when I say, I say flesh, not flesh. No one give Merp a flashlight. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, the cargo. Oh. we're going to go ahead and take our break on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what is a flashlight? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We're going to take 10 minutes, get our beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and we'll be back.
And we're back. Thanks so much for hanging out while we took our break, got our beverages of choice and our snickety snacks. Before we get back to the action, Locke. Hi, gamers. I'm Locke Clark. I'm going to take a moment to talk to you about our partner in this endeavor, Dubby. Dubby makes energy drinks. They have no sugar, no maltodextrin, and no water. It comes in a powdered form. Isn't that cool? You save on the weight for shipping, and it's better for the environment. You just order up yourself some powdered energy drink, and then you get all the energy and none of the crash. And uh, the regular W is packed with all the caffeine of two cups of coffee to get you where you need to be without all the jitters and things. They also make a caffeine-free variety for those of you who can't have the caffeines. Isn't that cool? And all of them have no fillers and no maltodextrin and all of that stuff. So go check out Dubby. To do that, you're going to go to www.dubby.gg and put in offer code WILLTHEDICE, all one word, all lowercase, at checkout for 10% off your order. That's dubby.gg and enter Will of the Dice at checkout. And I can say from experience, you don't get the weird headache rush that you get sometimes from, like, energy drinks. Yeah, it's good stuff. So I'm floored. I got to, I sit down. So we're going to talk about AkadaCon for a minute here before we get back into it. Because as a DM and as a person, I am absolutely flabbergasted. In 30 minutes, my game filled up. In 30 minutes, when I posted it, it filled up. And these people, I have messaged them to see if they want to do pre-gen or create characters. And they're, like, all excited to be playing at my table. It's it's weird. Like, <laughs> Might have to rethink that, that uh, social media handle there. Nope, I am still the world's OKS DM, and I will always be the world's OKS DM. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Y'all are heading to the cargo hold. Can I get marching order, please? Quinn's first. It was her idea. Uh, Raylari's scared of ghosts. She's going to stay near Reeve. Uh, Reeve will be second, ready to jump into the fray if anything happens. So I guess Rilari will be third. Yep. Merp will be behind Rilari. So it'll stand behind Merp. And I'm in the back as usual. The cargo hold is dimly lit. There's a few lanterns hanging from the main support beams. They are boxes, crates, and barrels, all neatly organized in the center of the cargo hold. Quinn did bring the duffel bag, or the bag of holding, I should say. So she's going to take out her crowbar and start opening stuff. Okay. Are just rubbing the ship? No, she's looking <laughs> for things. What's the first thing? The There's first thing that named... she's looking for? Yeah, what's the what? The crate, a box, a barrel? 
whatever is first in front of her. Okay. There's a dead Aussie gamer in chat that is very excited to see you, Kindle. Just so you know. Ah. Hey, Dag. How's it going? Everyone, dead Aussie gamer is an Australian, uh, Australian streamer and professional GM. They're a lovely, lovely person, and I love them. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Welcome, Dag. You open a, the first barrel, and it is filled with water. All right, Top goes back on it. She moves, tries to move it to the side and goes on to the next one. She's going to systematically go through every single piece of cargo she can. Well, that will take a couple of days. Uh, is, is this normally how they load a ship? It is. Okay. Sid's just asking anybody. Like, he doesn't know. Oh, okay. I thought you was asking me. <laughs> like... <laughs> I've been on ships before. It seems totally normal. Okay. Um... But, but, but perhaps there uh, is something I can do. Um, and uh oh, am I froze? You're back. No, you're back. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, Give it up. There is something I can do. Uh, and Merp will once again take out the mouse bones from their pouch and cast them on the floor, uh, asking uh, if the source of the disturbance on this ship is here in the cargo hold. No. Oh, this is a bad sign. It is not here. We are in the wrong place. Okay. Ah, oh, damn. I was wondering if there was maybe an artifact or something in one of these boxes that was making all the stuff happen. It is a good idea, but um, apparently uh, the bones say no. So, up to the mass? That was plan B, Jace. Let us go properly investigate like investigators. Very well, let's head back up. You all make your way back to the main deck? There are still crews there tying and roping and discussing the damage. Oh, I hate talking to sailors. But I suppose we have to. Quinn is going to scan the crowd. Does anyone look out of place? Give me a perception check. My perception is plus seven for with fifteen. Twenty-two. Nope. All right. She's convinced that there are currently no ghosts on top of the deck. <sighs> okay. To to the mast. Let's. I mean, I don't have the best investigation, but Reeves definitely wants to see. If there's any signs that, like, it's more cut, what kind of blade, or, if, like, a magic thing that may have broken it. Or an explosion. Are, are there still a ton of people up here, or is it just, like, the deck workers now? Just the deck workers. Okay. Reeve, as you go to the crowd, you step through the people. Ah! Mmm! So it's not just the deck workers, there are other people up here. It's the deck workers. 
they're they're in a crowd around the mast. Oh, I'm just like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, 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 uh I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I'm just going to. Oh, that's weird. As you please take a step, your foot goes through the deck boards, and you find yourself sinking. Uh. Uh, 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 help! I'm, uh, uh, I'll rush over. Yeah, I'm Rip too. Does, do the rest of us see this? Yeah. Yeah, go to help. You all walk through the crowd and begin sinking in the floorboards. Is there anything to, like, jump off of to try to, like, jump up? Or is it, like, quicksand and we're just sinking? It's like quicksand and you're sinking. The boards begin to bubble and ripple as if they were water. I told you the ship was cursed. Do I feel my tail or do I still feel my legs? You still feel your legs. And you all come too, standing behind the crowd. Okay, that was um, what is uh, weird? It was weird, Jess. Disturbing. It was completely disturbing. So, so that happened to everyone. Okay, not just me. Uh, I tried touching the crowd again. Just the guy. Can I help you? Ah. Uh. Hello. Uh, Jess, we are, um, the captain asked us to investigate the, um, the the broken mast. We are, um, we are woodworkers. Give me a deception check. What is my, oh, my deception's shitty. Okay. Ten! It's like... Hey, don't make a big deal of it. Do this secretly. I don't want anyone to know. He, he said delicate and subtle. <laughs> right. You're woodworkers. Yeah, let them through. They're Oh, yeah, that's definitely made of... That's made of wood, all right. Look at that. You can see the grain. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's, he's good wood, these... Except the part where it is broken. Such a beautiful lacquer. Tear. Yes. How is the mast broken? Is it splintered and and fractured, or looking like it fell, or does it look like something has sliced through it, or? Give me an investigation check. Guidance. Help. Okay. Moral support. So, I'm supposing with advantage? Yes. Okay. And you can add a d4. That is a 7. It is broken. (laughs) Your your eyes cannot tell whether the splintering, because there is some splintering, you can't tell how it was sabotaged. You can just see that it's broken. 
Quinn's gonna look around the the area that the mast is at of the deck to see if there's any like large chunks of wood to see if maybe it was exploded. All right, give me an investigation check. Plus two for thirteen. No, no chunks of wood. Well, I don't think it was an explosion. Did anybody see it break? She's asking that to the crowd. Yeah, we were standing here. We were preparing to adjust the trim of the sails to match the wind, and it just fell over. I am not an experienced uh, sail person, but um, that is highly unusual, Jess. Yes. If if you were to guess what caused such a thing, what would you guess? I don't have any idea. I've never seen anything like this. While the others are looking at the mast itself, Raylari is looking around the deck for anything that seems out of place or unusual. Investigation check. Okay. She's Quinn primarily is... staying clear of the sailors. Quinn's going to ask the uh, the worker that said that he saw it fall. Um, did you see any sus anyone suspicious out of the ordinary near the mast while you were doing this? No. No shoeshine boys, no ladies in blue dress, no guy in a top hat. They look befuzzled. Just giving. We've not had a shoeshine boy since Timmy drowned. Drowned, you say? Yeah. Well, that's Can't just we've... awful. Just must have went over in the middle of the night. They were gone. The only thing left was their shoeshine box. Um, did he look like, and then to, to, uh, Sid is going to try to describe the ghost he saw before it went all spooky. Give me a performance check to see how well you can describe it. 23. You are down to the very minute details. The person sort of looks quizzical. Uh, yeah, well, have you sailed before when before they drown? No, I saw them earlier today. <laughs> Very funny. I uh I got a two on that by the way, so Ray doesn't yeah, notice don't. anything. Nope. How long has this ship been operating? Oh, about twenty years now. How long ago did Timmy die? About ten. And um, not to be in, indelicate, but um, if you had to guess, in the twenty years the ship has been sailing, 
How many people have uh, mysteriously gone missing or died aboard? A couple. So just two? We had one lady that threw herself over the side. We had a gentleman die of the plague. And Timmy. Reeve's going to go to the side and look down into the water. He's out of ideas. He's just going to double check, see if there's anything weird in the water. Give me a perception check. Or investigation, since you're actively looking. Investigation. That's a four. You don't see anything out of the ordinary, Reeve. What are you doing, Reeve? Uh, just looking at the water. I don't know, I couldn't find any answers on deck, so I thought, what else is out here? There's also water, so I looked at the water. It, it was a good idea at the time. Actually, it's not a bad idea overall. Did you see anything? Um, water. Finding her way back over to where the workers are. Raylari's going to try to steal herself a little bit and then just ask casually. Is it possible that there was a weak point in the mast for it to break that way? Well, anything's possible. I'm not the woodworker. You are. Oh, I never said I was a woodworker. I'm just with them. I mean, come on, darling. Look at me. Do you really think I work with my hands? Bet you work wood, though. Ooh. Oh, I was being so good. <laughs> hey, Sid would say that. I was just curious. Um, have you ever had any trouble like this before? No. Did huh. you all pick up anything else today besides us? No. Since Raylari's over there, just want to look at the mast, see if there's like any signs of like a drill hole or a cut mark. Give me an investigation check. I got a different dice. Do you have lifeboats? We've never needed them. That doesn't oh. answer the question. Wait, so no, we've never needed them. You don't have lifeboats and you're a luxury cruise liner. Uh, that's a little mysterious to me. And uh, why? Even though you've never needed them, you never thought, oh, we might need them someday. There might be a moment where there's a big giant like thing of ice in the middle of the thing. And you could accidentally have to crash into it and you have to get people off of your boat. We have a teleportarium. If we need to evacuate, we'll just use that. Oh, you have a teleportarium? Yeah. Everyone at all. Uh, excuse me. Yes, gang. Can we, woodworking gang, uh, nice woodworking gang, can we step to the side and have a group conversation? Nobody believes that we're woodworkers. Why are you even trying? Oh, no, whatever. Sure. I got a 21 on that investigation, by the way, Tier. 
It looks just like broken wood. You can't tell if there was any outside interference or not. Okay. She'll step over to where Aldun is. What is it? Wynn has discovered something that I think is very important. That, uh, do any of you know how to work a teleportarium? No, of course not. No. You move the little things around and you do the thingy thingy. I mean, I don't know the directions, but I've totally seen it done. Or read right about it. Or heard a story? Reef, we had a lot of them back home. Do you know how to use one? Uh... No, that was for the smart people. Oh. But we can go look. Like, we're uh, investigating. Jay, we should investigate everything. Whatever is doing this, only started I mean, after we got here. It's possible while they were rescuing us Someone brought something aboard? Using the teleportarium? Oh, we're cursed somehow. Yeah, I was thinking that since it didn't start until we got here, we're the problem, and if we leave, the ship will go back to normal. Um, hold on. Except for you guys encountered the captain that wasn't the captain? Oh, yeah, that was the thing. Oh, yeah. Merp takes out the bones again and and cast them this time asking the malevolence aboard the ship is it attached to us or to the ship uh augury is yes or no oh sorry yes is it attached to us no is it attached yes. to the ship no the bones are literally moving yes no yes no that's weird they have never done these. Okay, so weird question. Maybe there's more than one ship. Like we were sinking through the floor and then we were on the normal floor and you saw the captain and then we saw the captain but it wasn't the captain. Is it possible that we're, I don't know, something magical between the two? I was originally kind of thinking that all of this, like, all of the good, happy things that we're seeing, like, all the, the fanciness of the ship, the fact that they've got a buffet. At first, I was thinking that that, that was just all an illusion that was overlaid on top of an already decaying ghost ship, maybe? Even though I don't really believe in ghosts, even though everyone says they're real, I have never seen one. Because when Did I you looked... not see Reeve walk through ghosts just moments ago? Yeah, but that wasn't real. We were all... We all woke up as if it hadn't happened. That wasn't real. Do you but not in, Do you not in the hall, what happened to the hall? I'm getting to that. In the hall, when I looked down at your feet, the floorboards were all rotted out and there were big holes. You could see all the way down to the water. Wouldn't we have fallen through? Illusions can be powerful. Sometimes they feel real. I think there's one place on the boat we've just heard definitely has magic. 
which is the teleportarium. I think that should be where we investigate. Reeve? Yes. At this time, I need an intelligence saving throw. Ah. Uh, okay. 14. You have a compulsion strike you. Something that is primal, deep within, as if your very soul is leading you to walk off the ship. Guys, I'll be back in a minute. And just runs and jumps off the edge. Reeve, what are you doing? No! Yeah, no. Um, can, Man can overboard! I, can I attempt to lay a paw on Reeve before he gets off the edge when I see him start to do that? Roll a d100. Let's see if you would notice in time. Okay, that's fair. Totally fair. Oh, I don't think so. 17. Nope. Gonna run to the railing. Can we see Reeve? Or has he you gone see, under the water? You see Reeve hit the water. And you see a shadow. Massive. Appear under them. Um, that's not good. Ray's going in. Um. Merp cast Guiding Bolt at the beast under Reeve. Roll an attack roll with disadvantage. That is a 12 plus 7, which is uh, 19. The shadow quickly skirts away, diving deeper into the water. Since Reeve went under Raylar, he's already up and over the railing. Diving straight in. Trying to get All to right. him. You get to him. She will. Is he conscious? Yes. She will try to help him to the surface. The compulsion has faded, Reeve. See, Raylar, just be generally confused and then I'll sort of nod and flounder my way up to the surface. <sighs> oh, that was strange. What came over you? I don't know. My, my brain was just like the only thing you need to do right now is go over the edge. And I couldn't stop myself. I just had to. That is quite concerning. Are you alright? Are you hurt? Yeah, man. Not hurt, no. Aldoon, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Sixteen. You feel a primal force trying to pull you, trying to urge you to go over the side of the ship on the other side, but your sense of self-preservation is strong. And you resist. Ooh, that's a weird feeling to have. Especially after what just Reeve just said. Uh, what, what, what's these? Oh, it just had this weird urge to just jump off the other side of the ship, which, I mean, 
comically, that would be ingenious. However, I really don't want to go over the side of the ship uh, because of a number of things. One, you fired at something in the water, at something in the water, so apparently something's underneath the ship. Uh, two, I'm not a very strong swimmer. Three, I'd have to take a shower again. Uh, the, the list could go on and on, but yeah. Not yep. today, evil urge. The sailors will lower the ladder, very befuddled about why Reeve jumped off the side. Uh, so you've got a tail again. I do. I don't think there's anything for it now. I just oh. had to make sure you were all right. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, is it safer floundering in the water or on the ship? I honestly don't know. I'm not sure either right now, but you are safer upon the ship. I can breathe okay. in the water. You cannot. Yeah. But none of us should be alone. So if I'm going back on the ship, I think you should come. Then I go with you and I face whatever it is. Okay. I need everyone to make wisdom saving throws. Uh oh. Aldoon. Is that two now, 20s? Nine. Merp. 27. Quinn. 16. Ray Laurie. 16. Sid. 20. Reeve? 11. It was a group check. You all come to your senses. You all are standing on a rotting, decaying ship that is caught in the reef of the sea. I knew it! Ray Laurie? Ghosts. Make yes. a insight check. All right. Seventeen. There is a everyone but Rulari earmuff. Like a bolt, recognition slams into you. It is both jarring, fearful, and somewhat relief of all mixed into one. As you come to the realization, you know what's going on. You are a creature of the deep. The image that you saw skirt away as it was fired upon is called a Vasker. It's a mind squid. They feed off psychic imaging, psychic energy, creating strong illusions until they're ready to feast. Are Reeve and I still in the water? No, you're on the deck of the ship. Okay. So I do not have a tail. You do not have a tail. Okay. That's, that's good to know. 
All right. She's ready to relay. If Reef comes back. Yay! Coming to our senses, realizing that Reeve and I are still standing on the deck of the ship along with the rest of you, and that this is a rotted shipwreck, essentially. And putting two and two together with the thing we saw in the water, you will watch Raylari's eyes go wide. We are all in a great deal of danger, and we need to find a way to land. That was a basket. The thing in the water. It feeds on our psychic energy. It feeds us illusions and things to make us afraid. Quinn was right. Yes, Quinn was right. It essentially tenderizes the meat before it eats. And it doesn't See, fear. ghosts aren't real. Okay. Um, our any of these boards not rotten enough that we can make a raft? Like, isn't land still far off? Douche! The water ejects upward as two large, bulbous-looking squids with glowing red eyes, round, open maws with rows and rows of teeth emerge. Everyone roll initiative and join me in Albert Rodeo. Oh, yeah. Ah, All right. So, Sid. 23. 23. Aldun. 18. Merp. Blackjack. 21. Raylari. 7. Quinn. Also 7. Reeve. 18. Not 131. My keyboard tried to add extra ones to initiatives. These large, gray, bulbous creatures on either side of the ship their mouths opening and closing in a most disjointed fashion, tentacles waving, the smell of decaying flesh almost making you wretch as it fills your nostrils mixed with the, sea, the salty sea air. And Sid, you're up first. Of course I am. Um... How far is that? Oh, it's only 15. Okay. 
Um, so Sid is going to use feline agility so he can move up to double his normal speed. Okay. And is going to run to the edge of the boat trying to get as close to Squid Monster 1 as possible. Okay. Um, while screaming calamari. And that's about all he could do. All right. Is that your turn? That is my turn. All right, Merp, you're up. Uh, Merp is going to full action. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, can't do both in the same round. Um, Yeah, all right. Um, well, yeah, screw it. Merp is going to cast Fly on themselves and kick off the deck and go 20 feet straight up. Okay. Um, and I think that's my turn because I don't think I have anything else I can do. Because that's an action. I don't have any spells that are bonus actions that are also can. All right. That will bring up Aldoon. All right. Aldoon is going to look over at uh, squid number one uh, and is going to say ignite, uh, casting a level one fairy fire on it. Um, All right. It needs to make a dexterity save DC 16. It fails. Okay, so it is outlined with green light. Um, uh, and then for the duration, it sheds uh, dim light for 10 feet. And any attack roll against the affected creature um, has advantage if the attacker can see it. And the affected creature uh, can't benefit from being invisible. All right. And that's Aldun's turn. That will bring up Reeve. So, am I right in saying I can't get into melee with Squid 2 because it's like 10 feet from the edge? You can attack its tentacles. Okay. Uh, bonus action. Uh, giant Smite. So I'm going to grow to large. Just bring my ass up. Arr! And then I'll run to its tentacles and I'll get my short swords out. Ah, first attack. Alright, need the right page up. That will help. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 will not pierce the thick hide of the squid. You slam your blade into it. It jiggles like gelatin. But your blade is repelled. Well, I try again because multi-attack. That's worse. So I action surge and try again. Okay. <laughs> Come on, buddy. There we go. That's a bit more like it. That's a 24 to hit. That will hit. 
Okay. Son of a... Alright, that's six piercing damage. Uh, but I'm gonna invoke my fire rune, fully knowing that this is a water thing, so it might not do as much. Uh, but just to see if it does anything. That'll be... You're kidding me. Uh, three fire damage as fiery shackles emerge and attempt to... Restraint. Wait. Yeah, it doesn't mention size. Uh, so it's a DC 15 strength save or it's restrained for one minute. I rolled a natural 20. Well, then it just takes the three damage and that's it. Um, yeah. And then my final attack, because action surged, so last short sword attack, is a 17. 17 just hits. Okay. All right, that's nine piercing damage. All right, so your short sword's in hand. The first two hits repelled by the thick, undulating hide of this creature. You find purchase one slash, two slash, black, viscous blood oozing onto the ship and pulling at your feet. Is that your turn? That is my turn. All right. Number oh, two wait, is going. Oh wait, sorry, sorry. I got to. I get to add damage to one of the attacks because I'm big. Sorry. Okay. Uh, further four damage. Sorry. Number two, it's tentacles slamming at you. The first attack. Nineteen. Nineteen will hit. Thirteen points of bludgeoning damage. Second attack. That will hit. Eight points of bludgeoning damage. Third attack. Four points of bludgeoning or nine points of bludgeoning damage. That hurt. Number one is tentacles are swinging at you, Sid. Seven. That misses. Eleven. Still misses. Thirteen. That one hits. Ooh. Fourteen Third. points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. Third time's the charm. All right. That will bring up Quinn. It is your turn as the creature is slamming. It's tentacles thrashing the ship. You can hear the ship creaking and snapping. Oh, that's not good. Quinn is going to aim directly at uh, squid number two with her short bow and fire. That is 21. That will hit. It is engaged with Reeve, so you can apply your sneak attack. Ooh. What are my sneak attacks? Okay. That is 20 damage. The 
twang of the bow, the arrow flying true, the creature's mouth open. You hit the roof of its mouth, a soft, fleshy part, the arrow sinking to the fletching. As you do 20 points of piercing damage. Well, including sneak attack. Is that your turn? That is her turn. That will bring up Raylari. Raylari's going to turn her attention to squid number two off the right-hand side of the ship there. And it needs to make, yeah, it's a hundred foot line. So it's well, so it's, it's within that line. Uh, it needs to make a dexterity saving throw with a DC of 14. Well, before she does that, she'll step around. So Murp's not in her way, but Murp's flying. Oh, that's so right. Murp's fine. flying. Well, she'll still step just as she has a cleaner line of sight. And, uh, what are you doing? Casting lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Okay. It, it impacts the energy wreathing your hands, looking like the sea shooting forward, like, uh, fountains of water as they collide together. They turn into a lightning bolt and streak. Go ahead and roll damage. Did it fail it safe? I'm not saying. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it failed. I rolled a two. It has a negative one on decks. Just a second, I gotta get the dice out from under the cat. Just move the cat. Sid, get off the dice. (laughs) Fourteen and sixteen is thirty, right? Yes. So thirty points of lightning damage. Nice. The creature recoils for a moment, screaming. It's a psychic scream. I need everyone to make a wisdom saving throw. Oops. Aldoon. 17. You will take five points of psychic damage. Merp. 21. Gotcha. Five points of psychic damage. Quinn. 15. Five points of psychic damage. Rilari. 14. 10 points of psychic damage. Sid. 4. 10 points of psychic damage. And Reeve. Five. Ten points of psychic damage. Sid, it's your turn. All right. Um, Sid is going to bite his tongue until he gets a little drop of blood in his mouth um, so that he can try to cast Bane. Um, so the creature needs to do a charisma saving throw, DC 14. 15. Oh, so close. Damn. Alright. I tried. Is that that your turn? Yeah, I don't have anything else. 
good that I can do. All right, Murp, you're up. Well, I was about to do basically the same thing. Um, uh, Okay, uh, interesting question, Tyr, that I need a ruling on. Um, When targeting a creature, it says that any creature you can see within the radius of the spell's uh, range. Does that mean any part of them is in the range? I would say yes. Okay, then I'm going to attempt to cast Bane. Okay. Um, uh, and I'm going to cast it at second level, uh, and that should be able to get both of them, because I'm going to take some movement, and I'm going to move... Uh, movement. Wrong... I'm gonna to move to fly over next to the middle mast there, and and drop a bane. It's a thirty foot range, so I should be, I, I can get number two no problem, and number one at least their tentacles are in the range of the spell. They're all, all right. Number one passes their save. Number two fails. Number two is baned. Okay, my DC was fifteen, by the way. Yeah, one rolled a nineteen, the other rolled a twelve. All right, cool. So uh, one of them is banged. Uh, that's my turn. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Aldoon. Aldoon will draw a short bow and will take aim at number one and let loose. All right. It's... That is with advantage because they are in fairy fire. Yeah. One second here. Fifteen. Bouncing off the thick skin near its mouth where the bone structure holds the teeth in place, it cannot find purchase. That's Aldoon's turn. Reeve. Okay, first things first, bonus action, second wind. Okay. I get 14 hit points back. That helps. Alright, and then my two attacks. First one... Nope. 14. Second one. That's better. Uh, 22. That'll hit. Okay, that's with the extra d6 that I get per turn because of my size. That's 9 piercing damage. More of that thick black blood is pulling around you. This creature looks hurt. Yeah, so does Reef. Number one is taking a tentacle at Aldoon. Twenty-four points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. That will miss. That will miss. Number two is taking at you, Reeve. 17 to hit. Minus D4 for Bane. Oh, yeah, that's right. Minus the D4. Ooh. Good call. 
Where's my fairy. D4? There my is. fairy fire will go down as I failed my concentration check. So 16 to hit. 16 will miss. Just. All right. Second attack. Twenty-one. Yeah, that'll hit. Ten points of bludgeoning. Third attack. That's going to hit. Well, let me see. I'll roll the d4 with minus two. Yeah, it still hits. Eleven points of bludgeoning. Okay. Uh, as a reaction, I would like to... I'm not sure if this is going to work. I want to attempt to activate my stone rune. Uh, so when a creature you can see ends its turn within 30 feet, you can use your reaction for it to roll a wisdom saving throw. Unless it exceeds, succeeds, it is charmed by me for one minute. While charmed, it has a speed of zero and incapacitated, descending into a dreamy stupor. Okay, what's the wisdom? What's the DC? Uh, 15. Okay. Unless wisdom it's immune to charm. Two. Yeah. It is not immune to charm. It has a plus two. So 13 or better, that is a five. Yeah. For a total of seven. It is charmed and incapacitated. Yep. Uh, repeat saving throw, end of each of its turns. Uh, it doesn't mention damage, though, in the ability. Okay. If it is if it is not mentioned that damage causes it to make a saving throw, it has to wait till the end of its turn to make a saving throw. Cool. All right. Um, one thing I do want to clarify: it is capacitated, so it cannot take any actions or reactions. Yeah, incapacitated is the word. Yep. Okay. All right. That would bring up Quinn. All right. We doing the same thing all over again for numero dos. That's gonna miss. Do you get Probably. it? Would, would Quinn get advantage if it's incapacitated? No, incapacitated does not uh, impart advantage. Okay. That's a 12. That will miss. In, the arrow cannot pierce it. Uh, in that case, Quinn is going to take her movement to move 30 feet further up the ship. Okay. She's making an assumption that the part that is stuck on the reef is going to be more stable if this thing falls apart. All right. That will bring up Raylari. I have no idea what what Reef has done to this thing. I just know that it hit him, and it makes her angry to see her friends get hit. Uh, so she's going to cast Shatter on its head. Okay. So it needs a Constitution saving throw of fourteen. All right, con save. It has a plus two, so it needs 12 or better on the die. That is a 10. It misses it by two. 
All right. I don't know why I'm rolling that die. That's the wrong die. I want these guys. The cat stretched himself out, so now he's in my dice tray and on my notebook. Move the cat. He just gets right back up. That is 12 points of thunder damage. Okay. Nice. Is that your turn, Rolari? That's it. That's all she's got. There's a loud brack of thunder as it storms across the creature's head. It is still in that dazed, confused, dreamy state, so it does not react. But you can tell by the now black ooze seeping down its face that it is taking damage. That'll bring us back to Sid. All right. Uh, so Sid is going to reach in his pouch and grab a little pinch of sand and cast Color Spray at third level. Okay. Is that a roll attack or a DC... Uh, roll. I it says a dazzling array of flashing lights uh, springs from your hand. Roll because I'm doing it at third level. It's ten d ten. Total number of this is the total number of hit points the creatures this spell can affect. And so anybody in a, the creatures in a fifteen foot cone, which is just monster number one, um, and it it goes it hits their hit points in ascending order, but it's just the one creature. So you subtract the creature's hit points from the total and then move on if there was more than one. Okay. Um, 13, 19, 29, 33, 35, 40, 50 points. Okay. Dude. Actually, we're all decent on that one. <laughs> so it's swirling uh, blue, red, and yellow lights. Go attack them. Okay. Is that your turn? That is my turn. You all see uh, Sid's hand extend the... Uh, different colors swirling around their wrists, their fingers, and embracing out of the cone towards the creature. And that will bring up Merp. Uh, yep. I am going to um, fly um, the 15 feet over to Reeve and just as I fly past him touch him on top of the head and cast Cure Wounds. Thank you. Did I find the right die? There it is. Oh, max die. Uh, so that's going to be 12 points back to you. Thank you. And then Murp is going to continue their movement to go back to uh, the map. Is that your turn, Mark? Actually, no. You know what? I take that back. That, that will be my turn. I'm going to move. Uh, I'll move to there. So I'm going to stay nearer to Reeve. Okay. Aldoon, you're up. Aldoon's going to knock another arrow and let loose. All right. Firing at creature number one. 
Ooh, a 19. That hits. For four piercing damage. It stabs near the creature's eye, digging into where the sinus cavity would be. It roars. Is that your turn? That's Aldoon's turn. All right, that'll bring up Reeve. All right. Attack number one on the tentacle. Natural 20. All right, Tearbot is not functioning, so we're just doing damage. So it'll be max damage plus roll damage. Okay. Uh, and as this is first hit with my giant size, am I adding the extra d6 to that max damage? Yes, and to the rolled. Cool. All right, so that is 6, 12, plus 5, 17, and then 21, 23 piercing damage. All right. And then second attack is a 24 to hit. That will hit. Okay, for nine piercing damage. And then bonus action offhand with my second short sword. Eh, uh, 16. Does not pierce. All good. And turn. All right. As number one is blinded from the color spray, their attacks will be with disadvantage as they attack towards Sid. That will miss. That will miss. That will miss. Number two is making their wisdom save and fails it. They remain charmed. (laughs) All right, Quinn, you're up. All right, attacking number two one more time. No, I didn't want to open File Explorer. I wanted to go to my browser. Thank you. So I can check my numbers. That's a 19. That will hit. It is Uh, engaged, so sneak attack applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not roll as well as I'd like. That's only 11. Well, 11 plus 3, so 14. So that's only 14. It had 10 hit points left. The arrow flying through, slamming into its eye, disappearing as it lodges into its brain. The creature stutters and begins sinking into the briny deep. Woohoo. All right. Is that your turn, Quinn? That is her turn. That will bring up Rilari. Number two disappear. Going to turn my attention to monster number one and cast Shatter on its head. So okay. it will need to make a constant save with a DC of 14. Con? Con, yeah. Okay. It's a plus two, so it needs to roll 12 or better. Rolled an 18, so that's a natural, that's a dirty 20. All right, so it's going to take half then, I believe. 
Yep, half damage on a successful save. Twenty-two, so it'll take eleven points of damage. All right. And that's my turn. That'll bring us back to Sid. All right. Um. So, as a bonus action, Sid is gonna hum the first few bars of "The Cat Came Back" at Eldoon <laughs> and give him uh, Bardic Inspiration. Okay, and what's your inspiration die? A D8. Okay. And then he's going to try color spray again, but this time only at second level. Woo! Don't fall off. Fifty-three. Okay. The creature is blinded. Awesome. Is that your turn? That is my turn. All right, Merp. You're muted, Merp. Uh, Merp, seeing number one sink, is going to turn uh, their attention... Uh, towards number one and is going to uh, throw a second level guiding bolt. Uh, that is an 18 plus 7 is uh, 25. 25. Yeah, it hits. And that is 5d6. Nice. Um, let's 10, 18, uh, 20 points of uh, radiant damage. And it is marked so the next person who attacks gets advantage. And that next person is Aldun. Aldun, seeing the opportunity, is going to knock another arrow and fire at the creature. All right. With advantage. 21. That hits. Okay. For a total of, ooh, nine piercing damage. All right. Is that your turn? That's Aldun's turn. I'll bring up Reeve. Okay. Uh, Reeve will have to dash to get to the other side. Um, but because he is a minotaur, he gets Goring Rush, so he can do a horn attack immediately after. Yep. So he's going to dash over to this tentacle and go for a headbutt with his horns. Oh, ooh, that's a 17. 17 just hits. Yay! Ah, uh, for six horn damage, which is piercing. Okay. Is that your turn? That's turn. All right. With disadvantage, it's striking at you, Reeve, the first attack. That is 10. That'll miss. Second attack. 
16. Just misses. And third attack. 18. 18 will hit. That is 15 points of bludgeoning damage. And that will bring up Quinn. All right. Quinn is going to take her movement, move 30 feet in a diagonal across the ship, getting closer to the front of it, but also closer to monster number one on the port side, and is then going to attack with her short bow. That's cocked. There we go. That is a 21. That hits. And because it is already engaged. Soon to be wed. <laughs> that is 13. God, my D6 are not liking me tonight. Is that your turn? That is her turn. That will bring up Raylari. I'm going to try again to focus shatter on the creature's head. So it needs a DC 14 con save. That is a 5 plus 2 is 7. It fails. So it takes full damage this time. Eighteen points. How do you um, want to do it? Under damage. Wee yeah, yeah. Wouldn't mind seeing one of its eyes pop. The sound of thunder erupts around the creature. Its eyes exploding. That black goo and bits of tissue flying over all of you as it begins to sink into the water. As we come out of combat, you are on a stranded ship in the middle of the sea. You have just killed two Vaskers. And this is where we're going to end this evening. How will they escape? Tune in in two weeks, because we're not streaming next week because of a CadeCon, and find out. We want to thank you all for so much for joining. We hope that you had a good time. I want to thank you all so much for playing at my table. I hope you had fun. Let's go ahead and remind people who we are, where they can find us, and let's get the hell out of here. Hi, everyone. I'm Kendall, the self-isolating human. Uh, I am a he-him. Today, I was playing Reeve, the not-isolating Minotaur fighter. He is also a he-him. You can find me on X at Kendall's Dumb. You can find me on Instagram and Blue Sky at Kendall the Human. And have a nice day. Hi, everybody. This is Christina, the voice of Sid, and you can find me on Twitter at Tiamorskaskula or on Blue Sky at Deadly Kisses. Hey, everybody. I'm Ren Matley, the voice of Ray Laurie, and you can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. Happy Halloween, everybody. I'm Alice, the voice of Quinn, and you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Captain Cupcake. Hi, gamers. Despite my best efforts, I persist at being Lot Clark, and you can find me 
the player of Merp von Merpington, uh, all over the social medias at Lock Unruly. That's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick, the voice of Al Dune Farthweather, and you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. And I'm Tier the DM, the world's okayest DM, and you can find me on X, yeah, baby, at Tier underscore the underscore DM, or on Blue Sky at Tier the DM. Remember that times will sometimes be difficult and things will be hard. Physical and mental health sometimes goes to hell. But remember, you're not alone. There are people that love you. Remember that love and inclusion, these are the torches that light a path to a better tomorrow. Come join us and be torchbearers. And until next time, live a life to make yourself proud. We love you guys.